This is the Love Capacity Podcast. Let's go. Hello, welcome to the Love Capacity Podcast. It's your man, Stephen James Dixon. And this is your girl, Tamara Darasell. And today is Valentine's Day. Yeah, for those of you who celebrate it. <laughs> so wait, you don't care about Valentine's Day, but y'all going on some double date with friends to a fancy restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I always like to eat. <laughs> so, so, so y'all so. I don't I don't get y'all. I think y'all low key don't want no y'all just low key, y'all weird. My husband there. is a romantic, so I'm rolling with it. But he don't care about Valentine's Day per se either, though. He right? don't care about gifts and stuff, but he loves hanging out with people and he loves to eat. So hey. If y'all if y'all, you know, want to come by, we got a bunch of chocolate. Y'all can melt on each other. We got all kinds of stuff going yo, on. Wait, you just took you us to another saying? level. We got, we got all <laughs> kind of caramels. We got everything over here. If y'all need some flowers. What y'all doing over there? <laughs> if you need some extra rose petals or whatever to put in baths, we got all of that over here if y'all come We through. good. We good. All right. All right. Let your ball some. And so today we're talking about love capacity score two, damaged. Interesting. Okay, so the love capacity score two damaged means you still believe in love, but you are concerned that love as you believe it to be may not be attainable. You do not trust the opposite sex to match your ability to provide, receive, and be accountable for love. You are angry and hurt, and you stayed far too long in a very bad relationship. Take some time to heal from your emotional disappointments. Take some time to forgive those who hurt you. And healing is for you. Forgiveness is for them. Without the ability to heal, without the ability to forgive, there is no ability to accomplish true love. It's a lot there. Um, yeah, that's a mouthful. Man, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. People, you know, folks listening in, y'all got to go read it, you know, on the website, lovecapacity.com. Um I don't know if someone will jump jump out at you, but the thing that always jumps out to, at me when I had this conversation with people who score two is healing and forgiveness and how you have to do both. Um, what happens sometimes is uh, a lot of times, really, when someone gets hurt is that they'll say, I forgive you, but they haven't healed. And healing is an active process. Like forgiveness, maybe over time you forgive somebody, or you forget about it or you move on, but that doesn't mean you healed. To heal, you actually have to be active. And when I say, when I mean active, what I mean, I, I have to say to myself, if I'm hurt by someone, I have to say, okay, I am going to forgive them. I make a decision to forgive them. Yeah, but I think we also need to keep in mind that healing is like, there's never an, I've arrived, like I'm completely healed and all my baggage is gone. So it's going to be an everyday forever kind of process that you're working on yourself to grow and get past things. Yes, that's what I mean by active. Like you have to be an active participant and ain't going to happen, you know, accidentally. Like you said, you're not going to arrive and one day you heal. No, it ain't going to work like that. It has to be a desire that you want to heal. You want to be able to say to yourself that I'm not walking around with any baggage. So that's why people think people should try to heal and be more focused on it. Yeah. What jumped out at me um, kind of was self-value um, when you kind of pointed out you're, you stayed far too long in a very bad relationship. Why? Um, and so they're also in the healing process, a process of um, learning to love yourself and learning that you're worth more than staying far too long in these bad relationships. Yep. So, uh, so here we go. Hello. 
My name is Roxanne. And first, I want to say thank you for introducing me to the Love Capacity Quiz several years ago. Um, you introduced myself and my husband to it uh, as we were recently engaged. Uh, my husband's name is Richard, um, also known as Dick for short. <laughs> We've been married for two years and separated for one of those two years now. So let's talk. When I took the Love Capacity Quiz, my score was a two which is damaged. And I got to be honest, I rejected the score. I rejected the label. I rejected the description um, and just said, eh, yeah, okay, I hear, but this isn't me. Uh, two years into the relationship and after going through uh, the most painful experience ever of my husband uh, having an affair and producing a child, um, I looked back at my score and reread it and realized that it's spot on with, I guess, how I have been and definitely how I am now. Um, so, so real quick there, um, I get that all the time from people when they take the love capacity quiz and I give them their score, title, and description, they don't know that that's where they are in that moment. Uh, I was about to say, when you said I get that all the time, I was like, side babies? <laughs> <laughs> you want to focus on the side baby? We that's, jump what, in. that's what jumped out at me. <laughs> Roxanne says, so let's talk. Okay. <laughs> side baby. Okay, we got to go back. My bad. We should have <laughs> acknowledged the side baby first. Yes, that's a little My extra. Bad. Okay. Okay. Go back. Yes. So, so Roxanne did not agree with her score initially. Yes. Um. And that. And that. And the. And the. The thing about the quiz is, it's not an opinion. It's not. You know, my thoughts. I've just gathered data. I just. Everyone takes the same quiz. Everyone got. You know, has the same opportunity to score it. However you want to score it, or mm-hmm. you know, choose whatever you want to choose. I don't have any personal input besides all of the data that I put into the quiz and now people select. So when people get quizzes and they don't like the score, I just explain to them what the score means to them. And in her case, it was, you are damaged. And she was like in a place where I'm not damaged. I'm happy. I'm, I'm engaged. I'm about to get married. I'm like, no, you're damaged. And, and so um, we went through a whole, a, a whole process of relationship coaching where I tried to prepare her and tried to pull out of her why she was damaged. Did you um, get that? I got some of it. I don't think I ever got the whole story. Um, I got some of it. We was able to dig in some into the uh, dig into some of the history, talk about a little bit of the history. But of course, since she didn't think she was damaged, a lot of information that she would have conveyed at the time she felt wasn't relevant and didn't really oh. tell me. So what what did you prescribe to her, for lack of a better term? Uh, for healing like how did how should she have gone about her healing process see at that time we didn't even identify it i I was basically Mm. just telling her that you're damaged so you can't heal that's actually the first step right so it's a good question like if you are not uh in agreement or admitting to being broken then you are definitely not going to heal Mm. Right. Okay. And and so I I I can only talk about what you the information you're giving me and telling you you know what the quiz is telling me about you right. and then reviewing with you why you chose the statements that you chose in the quiz to say hey this equals that you're damaged you know and I and 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 really we got from her history like her staying she did agree that she stayed too long in past relationships and things like that 
Um, she, but she didn't want to dig into some of the other things like her inability to feel that she would accomplish true love. Like at that time, she wasn't ready mm-hmm. to deal with that type of thing. Right. That's, that's major. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you're engaged, you're about to get married in a couple months. You don't want to hear that you don't believe in true love. For real, for real. You know, so let's jump back in. I don't trust him and I probably don't trust men. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, my man can provide for me um, and be accountable for loving me, especially with what's happened. Uh, I'm definitely angry, although working through it. Uh, Super hurt and uh, definitely feel like I've stayed in a long relationship um, or stayed too long in a relationship, that bad relationship. Uh, the one prior to me getting engaged and maybe even this one, I'm not quite sure. Um, so I'm working on healing and working on releasing that anger. I'd like to be able to. You want me to stop? You have yeah, yeah. Hold like on a second. Um, one thing that was interesting to me was that she said she did not trust his ability to provide and be accountable for love. Obviously, he has no problem receiving love. <laughs> Right. And really what she was saying was in the moment, she couldn't understand that because she believed in her relationship. Mm-hmm. But now so, she feels like he's, she doesn't trust his ability to provide or be accountable. Right. Because that's the second line, I think, in the description. Mm-hmm. You do not trust the opposite sex to match your ability to provide, receive and be accountable for love. So she read that, you know, when we're doing our premarital relationship coaching, she like, man, I like this dude, but I'm not feeling that. You know, <laughs> she just rejected that whole statement. And then really? fast forward. Yeah. And then fast forward two years later, she's like, oh, OK, I see it now. So but is I guess my question is her ability to provide, receive, and be accountable for love in question at all here with this score? Her, and, and for this statement, it's about the the her inability to believe in what they can give. See, what I look at, like, like I remember we talked about self-centered, is that when there's a gap or when you're broken, it's about when someone's trying to love you and you're feeling like they're not loving you enough, that negatively impacts the relationship too, right? If I'm trying to love you and either you're not able to receive it or you don't understand it or you're not in agreement with how I love you, then, you know, or if you don't trust it. And so in the moment she was saying, I trust it, but really in her spirit, she did not. And she did not convey that while we were doing our relationship coaching. Yeah, well, I guess my question really is more about um, her and this might be, you know, moving towards the healing process, but Mm -hmm. um, we're talking about her lack of trust for the opposite sex to provide, receive, and be accountable for love. But what about her ability to provide, receive, and be accountable for love? She was able to provide. Um, she thought she was able, well, I would say she'd be able to provide and receive, but she had no ability to be accountable. And so that's the part that I, I really exactly. deem people on. Because if you're not accountable, then you don't have a value for yourself. And if you don't have a value for yourself, then no one else can have a value for you. Like I can't give you value. You have to and- demand it. And recognizing that accountability is a two-way street. It's not just being able to be accountable and being able to say I was wrong, but it's also being able to hold the other person accountable. Right. Like, like I remember one time I was at uh, CBS New York and um, I just did, we had a nice video we did for live television, all that biggest, you know, network. And um, after the show, the producer and I got into it. Because um, she said, I scored a five, which is a chameleon. And we'll talk some more about chameleon in a later podcast. But she was like, there's no way I'm a chameleon 
you know, um, I love my fiance. Another one is engaged, right? She's like, I love my fiance. Uh, I said, well, tell me about him. And she was like, well, he lives, you know, in LA and I live in New York. And I said, well, well, is everything perfect or what's going on? And she's like, well, you know, he, I'm not able to have him, you know, like the communication I want to have with him in terms of me saying, hey, call me at eight o'clock on a Tuesday or go ahead and buy that plane ticket so we can connect. You know, I'm not able to really make sure that he does those things or he doesn't do them when I ask him to do them. He kind of does it on his own or, you know, he he makes arrangements on his own. And, and I was like, that is about your accountability. So you love him. Let's assume that he loves you. But if you cannot communicate and hold him accountable, then I'm I'm docking your capacity to love. So your capacity That's to love. That's not something we're taught, though. It's not something you're taught at all. Uh, are you saying as women, we're not, you're not taught to hold your partner think, accountable? Well, I don't think anybody, quote unquote, is taught it. But I feel like men just are are taught to ask for they want, for ask for what they want. And women are not at all. So not only do we not know how to hold anybody accountable, we don't even know how to ask for what we want. You don't know how to hold anyone accountable. No. Hmm. I think you know you just don't do it because okay, you're we're afraid. scared to. Yeah. 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 You cause cause because God gives you the natural gift of understanding when somebody's doing you wrong. That's your gift. That's, that's true. That's your discernment. You know, is that is that I am being wronged here, but the question is, what am I gonna do about it? And that's when y'all y'all have a loving spirit. So you say, I forgive and I believe that the next time I won't get hurt or because and I love him. Go ahead. You have a fear of losing that person. Yes. You have a fear so of you losing don't that rock person. The boat. You don't want to rock the boat while not knowing that that accountability is important in the building of a strong foundation exactly. of a relationship. Right. So I believe. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish this thought. You go. Because I think I forgot mine anyway. <laughs> Okay. So just, just a random question I thought about. So when you talk about people who say they disagree with their scores, Mm -hmm. how many of those people are women? Oh, that's a good day. That's great data. I'm going to give you all 80,000 quizzes and let you look. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I thought I looked at all the ways, but I don't have a way of capturing the data of who disagreed with their score. Only have the scores. Yeah, I'm just saying for those who have said something to you. Oh, okay. Of the ones who've said something to me, I would say easily half don't agree with their score, right? But and are they then, women? Um, let me think for a second. Uh, men generally believe their score, whether it's good or bad. Like they don't really exactly care. right. And and for the women who did say they didn't agree with their score, how many of them were successful? Like, um, you know, oh, professional. Oh, I'm a good, I'm a good nine out of 10. I'm a strong. And, and I think that what it boils down to is you hit a chord when I'm a 10, I'm always a 10. And now you gave me a two that don't fit. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Well, no, no. What, what I'm saying nine out of 10, what I mean is I'm at a good 90% ratio of being correct in how I evaluate based on the low capacity quiz. So, the, so you're saying about my feedback and I'm saying in my feedback that even if someone disagrees with their score, they later come back nine out of 10 times and says, Stephen, you're right. Your quiz is right. Okay, this is what I'm going to work on now. Yeah, I'm just saying my thought process was that the initial response of a successful woman mm-hmm. um, and possibly men too, but I'm a woman, so I'm speaking to women as a successful woman is I always ace things. Yes. 
Yeah. So, so yes, they can't accept anything less than a nine, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Some people definitely got to chew on it for a while and understand yeah. it, and that's why it's good. Like, if you really have a problem with it, that you set up some time with me and we sit down and have a conversation about it. I can explain some of the things that says where you're angry and you hurt and you stayed far too long in a very bad relationship. Some people don't know how that impacts them, right? Some people don't look at it in terms of love capacity. But I was just thinking the way you get rid of that is take out the number. Oh, okay. Like the score of the number? Like if I just see damaged and I read the description, I might be more willing to accept that than I'm a two. Yeah. And no, I'm crushing people with these ones. And <laughs> <two>. <laughs> no, I don't mean that playfully. I, I think it. I think it's important that we have a firm baseline of what we're working with. So I also have some callers of people who said, well, I was a two last year and now this year I'm a six. Sometimes they're not able to keep up with the, the, the description or the title, but they remember the number. And then it, really, if you go pull out that CBS New York interview that I did, we actually talked about how, cause one of the commentators was a four and he was, a, he was a guy and he was upset. He was like, I can't believe him a four. And I was like, well, you know, being a four, it's not necessarily we focusing on the number. We're focusing on our starting point. So let's start here in terms of this is your capacity. This is what you have to give. And now can we increase your capacity? That's a good perspective. Okay. What else does Roxanne have to say? Let's skip along a little bit. Let's see what she's saying here. This is Roxanne. I'm calling back in regards to my <laughs> okay because I got cut off earlier. So, um, I, I don't know who's cutting we people married, off. Two years, separated one because he cheated on me. Uh, Richard scored a which is a dater. Uh, I, in turn, call that a serial dater. I feel like that's clearly how he operates, although I didn't realize it at the time. Um, so my question on that, uh, kind of debating on what's going to happen with myself and Richard, but uh, can he move from beyond being a dater to um, a lover, a fiancé, a spouse? Is it really possible or is he going to be stuck? Would love to hear from you guys. Talk to you soon. You know what? So, what? Wait, wait. Let's not answer that. Let's just save it for when we get to six, which is a dater. Oh, my first response, though, is don't worry about Richard's score. Worry about how your number two damaged is healed. Yes. Uh, I, I like that direction of saying, okay, you were a two then and you didn't know it. And now you know you are too. Yes. And now grow. focus on you. Right. And now focus on your healing. I agree with that. That I, I think that we oftentimes worry too much about our partner. Like whenever I'm working with someone, you know, they want me to figure out what their partner's thinking. And I'm like, well, first, if you just know the value of you, it doesn't exactly. matter what exactly. your partner's thinking, you know, and people don't. And that's women and men. I've, I've dealt with men who are trying to figure out their value in the relationship or in the marriage and. You know, and I think if you don't know your value, it is very difficult to be in a relationship if you don't know your value. You know, if you don't do, if if you don't know what you deserve, if you don't know how you should be treated, if you don't know how you should be talked to, like you just end up just in a constant state of confusion and trying to figure something out because you don't know who you are. So there's no way for you to know what the marriage should look like because you don't know you. And you have no standards. No standards at all. So. That's it for this week on Love Capacity. Make sure you go to lovecapacity.com and take the Love Capacity quiz. Call the hotline. Leave your questions. Number is 214-744-3685. Again, that number is 214-744-3685.
and subscribe for the podcast. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Still be cracking me up. Holla. <laughs> Bye. You have been rocking with the Love Capacity Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can be automatically alerted when a new podcast is uploaded. Thanks for listening.